goal is to bring you your next favorite band. Thanks for having us. This is a very cool show. Yeah, so yeah. through many yeah. iterations, and it yes. we finally landed on the weirdest one by far. Yeah, just a couple of feelings, and uh, boom, you got a song. Yeah. I, I remember this one time. I had been writing some songs, and I and I went out. This I'm just going right in on this story. I went out, and so I was. Ah, uh, uh, the story's longer than the song itself. We'll go ahead and play it. And listen, it's going to be everybody's favorite band. Welcome to your next favorite band. That's both the show title and our promise to you. We here at Stereophilia Studio are tireless in our pursuit of finding incredible, genre-defiant artists who are either a hot, up-and-coming band or a group that has been delivering for years but have flown under the radar. Tonight, we spend time with the ever-clever, queer Americana artist from Philadelphia, Brittany Ann Cranbaum. Each month, we will bring you live streams, audio podcasts, and perhaps even a live concert where you can listen to the stories and hear the music of artists personally curated by us based on what we feel will be worthy of your time. Be sure to subscribe and tune in to each episode because the possibilities are endless and you never know who will be your next favorite band. Hello, everybody. Welcome to the show. I am your host, Philip Reese. Hello, and I'm your co-host, David Moore. And you are listening to... Your next favorite band. And uh, it's definitely um, time for today's artist. We've had so many uh, you know, people connected with this person. We were chatting about that before uh, kind True. of starting the show here. But uh, uh, tonight having uh, Brittany Ann Tranbaugh on the show uh, is, uh, is a wonderful... I, I've been looking forward to this one uh, you know, ever since I heard her music. It's like a social whirlpool that would have brought her to the show somehow. <laughs> yes. Uh, there was no way she could say no, unfortunately, for her. Well, yeah, I mean, look, magic. What can I say? <laughs> but super fortunate for the audience. I mean, if you haven't heard her music yet, uh, you're going to love it. Absolutely. Um, and uh, we're going to chat about, the, the as usual, the, the whole genre thing and, and when we bring her on, because it's, it's one of those ones where people just don't fit a genre, but the industry makes you do it. Uh, they like labels to sell things. <laughs> yes. And to give awards away, um, there's that too. Well, yeah, and they keep redefining what those categories are when they feel like it. So yeah, subcategories upon subcategories. But uh, also, hey, we won we won seven Grammys somehow. <laughs> That's amazing, and an Emmy. Um, oh, we're EGOT winners, right? Yeah, not not true. Uh, in case anybody wants to come after us on that one, it's, but eventually, not yet. let's maybe? say not yet. Yeah, that's that's, that's yeah. Let's let's go with the What's pending. The, there's like a there's a podcasting award. What's that one called? I forget right now. Anyway, the we'll go for that one. Ear or something. <laughs> the eerie. Um, but uh, before we get into that, kind of wanted to just remind people um, on Sunday, April 21st, we have our No Planet B Jamboree second annual. How about that? Second annual means it's like a tradition at this Correct. point in time. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What is two? A coincidence and three's a pattern. So hold on till next year, but uh, definitely attend <laughs> this year. Um, but uh, we will be announcing uh, the lineup this week. So a uh, little teaser there. Uh, definitely follow on socials. Uh, we're out there on Instagram, Twitter, X. I always put a, a slash there because people, you know, if you just say X, I don't think people still even know what you're talking about. Um, good job there. 
ruining that one, but Twitter, uh, Facebook, and Threads we're now on. Soon to be on anything else. What, no. Cal, follow us on Friendster. <laughs> no, MySpace. The hard part is, uh, and, 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 you know, I can't do this every time, but I do try to put out slightly different content on each platform so that if you happen to be following us on more than one, it's not like a complete and total copy-paste. Um, you know, especially if we attend a festival or if we even host our own thing, we try and put out there different things on each one. Um, anyway, just to be a different, you know, kind of, depending on what content you'd like to follow. So anyway, uh, Instagram seems to be the most common one though. That's the one that seems to be, have also the most artists. Like sometimes I go to tag people and they're all on Instagram. Uh, some are on Facebook, much less on, on, uh, on Twitter. And then there's even less on threads just cause it's kind of just starting out, but, um, more every day, more to come. Yeah. But more details on that is, uh, is coming. What we know now is, uh, Sunday, uh, April the 21st. And we know that it's in the sun in courtyard weather, uh, you know, pending. And if it's, uh, weather starts to threaten, uh, we do have a, pl- a plan B for the no planet B. Um, and, uh, uh, it's going to be two o'clock. So two o'clock, Sunday, the twenty-first of April, um, and uh, seems like we're going to get some some good interest from organizations that are environmental, sustainable. You know, all those good words uh, that help make that's us a the goal, play. and to yeah. let people make people think about it. Yeah, yeah, yeah. And last year um, we had the Energy Co-op, which allows you to kind of choose them as your energy provider, and they're one hundred percent renewable resources, and they're kind of uh, you know. Uh, uh, going to partner with us again this year. So um, that's a, a great thing to, to kind of consider between now and then is maybe doing some research. They're going to most likely be there. So you could ask them questions when you're there. Um, and switching over is uh, super easy. So uh, on with the show. So tonight, uh, I mentioned, uh, you know, awards before. We do have an award winner tonight. Uh, um, yes, very much so. Um, and we're going to actually share the award-winning song here because, you know, you got to kind of s- start with with that because it's such a great story. So um, this here is, uh, and again, we mentioned it before, um, Americana artist out of Philadelphia, um, Brittany Ann Tranbaugh. And uh, this is her song, Kiss You, which we will learn more about. Um, and uh, enjoy this. And then David will do some bio and, and we'll bring her on. Two, three. class where I would barely risk attention if I could only make you live I thought what is it about you I don't know makes me want to run out into the snow tell everybody I'm invited to your birthday party cause all the boys wanted to Tranball is a Philadelphia-based songwriter whose queer Americana heartbreaker Kiss You won Song of the Year in 2021's John Lennon Songwriting Contest. Tranball 
has been writing songs and playing shows as a side gig since she was a teenager, but in February 2023, at 31 years old, she finally quit her office job to pursue a full-time career in music. Her newest release is a self-titled EP produced by Grammy winner Tyler Chester, which showcases Tranball in her new era, energetic, self-assured, and surrounded by her beloved musical community, and more commanding as a vocalist and writer than ever before. So we'll bring this back up, and uh, then we'll bring Brittany on the show. Brittany Ann Tranbaugh. Hey, thanks for having me. Absolutely. And we're going to let this kind of continue in the background because we love having a moment where we can chat with you while this is going on. And uh, fun video recording here. This was all done live. And uh, what a great <laughs> song. And winning awards. Uh, just much a great way to start things off and, and capture people uh, here to, to kind of get into the, the, the bat vibes. <laughs> Thank you. Watching this video is making me want to get bangs again. <laughs> <laughs> I'm like, oh um, man, yeah, should I? I mean, <laughs> absolutely. Absolutely. <laughs> but uh um it's a uh it's a it's a killer song and um one that uh like we talked about here, won awards. Um we'd love to maybe hear a little bit more about that because uh I mean We'll get it like, you know, we, we tend to go chronologically when we get there. But since this one is on the table right now, it was a 2021 John Lennon songwriting contest. Um, and uh, if I understand it right, it was it was a moment in which where you kind of made the decision to explicitly go with the lyrics of who you truly are. And, you know, that's a, to be applauded and celebrated, you know, then and, you know, you, you're you're also now becoming an icon and, and, a, and a, you know, a, someone that queer artists can look up to uh, and realize they don't have to necessarily avoid, you know, writing about the, the you know, the reality of things. So um, that's such a great kind of combination there of th- this great song in and of itself that wins this contest, but also is kind of hopefully breaking through those barriers that need to be broken. That's so sweet. Thank you. Yeah, I kind of, I kind of, uh, entered the contest on a whim and then I had like forgotten that I entered it. And then <laughs> a bunch of months later I got an email like, Hey, you're a finalist. And I was just like, what? Um, <laughs> and I remember like being unsure which genre to enter in, you know, you can enter in like folk or pop or rock. And I was sure. like, I think it'd be cool if I entered this as a country song. Like I bet this is going to be very different than all the other country songs uh, in the yeah. running. Mm-hmm. Um, so, you know, I think I think the message stood out. Um, and yeah, so I I found out I was a finalist. Then there's like an, a round where people vote. 
Um, I made it to the next round. And then, um, you know, I guess the judges just picked my song for the overall prize. Um, and the guy from the, the guy who's in charge of the contest, um, came to one of my shows and I wasn't, I honestly wasn't thinking much of it because like, so I, I connected with some other finalists from the contest, mm-hmm. Rachel Sumner and Sherelle Bryant. Cause I listened to everybody's songs. I was like, sure. Ooh, I really want to like play a show with these people. <laughs> right, right. Um, <laughs> so I invited them to play a show with me at city winery in July. And, um, and then like, the guy from the contest was like, Oh, I'll come. And I can just like say something about the contest. Like I was sure. like, yeah, that would be awesome. Um, and right before I played, it was, you know, show with my band right before I played, he gets on stage and announces that I'm the winner and gives me the big check and everything. Whoa. It was so funny was because it was before I played, yeah. I have the big check in my basement still. <laughs> yeah. It's so I'm like, I take that to the bank and be like, Hey, I got to cash this. I wish. Oh my gosh. It was so fun. When I did go to the bank with the actual check, I was like all nervous because of course I've, I've never been given that sum of money in my life. It was the biggest check I'll probably ever have in my life. Both physically Um, and monetarily. Yeah. Yeah. So I brought all this like documentation. I was like, what if they like, you know, like, and it was nothing. They were just like, Oh, we, you know, I was like ready. Yeah. Yeah. Um, but yeah, so it was funny when when I got awarded the giant check because then cause then I had to play an hour long set with my band <laughs> right after I found yeah, out this news. Like, so it just... me feel that he couldn't have waited maybe to the end or so. Or it at least was maybe so the... funny. So I'm like I'm playing the show and I'm just like, what? That's so wild. Like, yeah. Um, and starting to scheme in my head. Yeah. <laughs> um, but yeah, so I won. I want a bunch of money, which, you know, it was tempting to like, there was the thing in my head that was like, you should pay off your student loans or your credit card <laughs> bill. And I was like, no, I should, I should put this back into my music. Like that's, this is yeah, a yeah, gift. Yeah. Like actually, this is what this is for. That's another note. So, so what we'll do is we'll, we'll tease the audience. We're going to tell people what you did with that. Cause it's actually, a Oh, game cool. Changer. Uh, it's yeah. A uh, and, and, uh, and so we'll, we'll get to that in a little bit. Um, cool. but, uh, but yeah, let's roll this back to the beginning because, um, like I just, the, the, the talent you have, you're, you're such a gifted musician and songwriter that this kind of happens to you very early on, um, where you even, you, you're a self-taught guitarist, right? Around like 10 years old, you just kind of picked it up because your dad would play, but then you pretty much, yeah, so my dad would play. He tried to show me some things, but we would, we got like a little frustrated with each other. And I was like, I'm just going to teach myself. It was like that classic, you know, tween with their dad being like, like, um, but I was very inspired by his playing. And he was really, you know, folk finger style guitar was his thing. Mm -hmm. Um, He played a lot of Harry Chapin, John Denver. Um, You know, I remember him like playing me vinyl records of Pete Seeger. So he Mm -hmm. really was like, the person who introduced me to songwriting, like serious songwriters in that way. Um, mm-hmm. And yeah, he had his Yamaha laying around. So I <laughs> picked that up and it was a huge guitar, you know, taught right, myself right, right. a little bit. And I really just like started out just, I, I just wanted to learn how to play songs that I liked. 
Um, I always knew that I liked singing when I was a little kid. Um, mm-hmm. You know, and I loved writing too. Like I loved writing stories and poetry and stuff. Um, I tried to do musical theater, but I'm tragically very bad at acting and dancing. So <laughs> once I found the guitar, I was like, oh, like I could like, right. I know I love singing. Mm-hmm. I know I love to write. Like I know yeah. I'm a very, you know, I know I'm in a pretty expressive person. Sure. So maybe songwriting is my thing. And yeah. um turns out it was you know um started writing songs when i was in middle school yeah yeah and that comes very easy to you and yeah and then you even then um if i understand it right you you end up using that to get into the charter arts you know high school for and yeah up here in the bethlehem area so you are able to take that at a very you know early training stage because uh actually both my daughters went to that school as well but for visual oh really yeah, oh, yeah, yeah, cool. Um, but uh, um, you know, you're there because it's a great institution. Like, it has all these amazing it things is. to offer um, to uh, to be an option for a, a high school kid to start learning at an earlier age, and not just the the music in, in your case or the visual arts, like how to be trained in that, and you know, all that kind of stuff, but also the business behind it. At least that's from what I was able to kind of just be amazed with. You were teaching this person to turn it into a career. So um, yeah. you know, shout out to Charter Arts. I think they do a great job. But uh, it, why don't you share a little bit about your experience there? Yeah, I was a vocal major. Um, at the time that I went, I went there between 2005 and 2009. Mm-hmm. Um, so in that, I, in that era, the vocal program was really focused on choir singing. Sure. Right, and right. that was really, really great for me. I think it... Um, it really trained my ear uh, for harmony. Um, mm-hmm. Got me comfy singing with other people. Yeah, um, yeah, yeah. You know, it also got me learning some basic music theory that sure. mm-hmm. you know I've been able to translate into what I do. But I think the main thing was just like con- like being in community with other creative people. Yeah, um, the, the, was that's exactly so huge. Right. Yeah, I mean, not yeah. only the community of people of like-minded uh, you know, you're surrounded by peers that are chasing the same dreams and, and uh, you know, faculty who are going to guide you there, but also just a safe space for people who, you know, maybe in the, you know, public high school system wouldn't be the most, <laughs> you know, uh, you know, pop, pop, I don't mean to say it this way, but like there's, there's his, this historic, you know, if you're an artist or an artist, if you're a creative that isn't as looked upon in the same way uh, as, you know, the captain of the football team, you know, I was there myself. So, you know, it's one of those things where I was so happy for my kids that they were in this space where they could be their genuine selves and not have to worry about any kind of judgment or any kind of thing. So I I thought that was a very cool part of, of that place as well. Agreed. Yeah. That was huge for me. And that was like, that was the first time in my life that I was really around out queer people and, Mm -hmm. You know, I sort of, I sort of knew in middle school that I was queer, but didn't tell anybody about sure. it. And cause I didn't know, like, I just didn't have role models. And when I started at LVP, I was like, Oh, <laughs> life right. isn't going to be horrifying, you know, like, um, and that was huge. Yeah, like absolutely. truly that was so huge. Like it was, you know, mm-hmm. it was the early 2000s, it was, uh, you know, yeah. Well, that's why so, I, was, I was commenting on that for you is now you're that for someone else. There's some, you know, Aww, that's you know, Thank you. 12 year old out there that now listens to your music and doesn't think that they have to hide that or that they can't go become a musician. Um, and that's cool. Like, that's amazing. Uh, you know, I, I just appreciate think that's that. Perfect. 
Yeah. I mean, I always, you know, I hesitate when I do that opening thing where I have to say a queer Americana artist. It's like, who can't, like, we shouldn't have to put that in the descriptor, but you still yeah. do. Like, there's still some work to be done. And I know it's important. So, like, I did it, but not feeling great about it. Like, I hope we get to a world where no, we No, I feel you. Yeah. Yeah, I've gone, you know, I've had a lot of conversations with people through the years about, like, how much do I want to, like, how much do I want to make a point of me being Correct. queer yeah. when mm-hmm. I'm talking right. about my music, when, like, as a first impression, when people mm-hmm. are, like, coming across my bio or my profile. Um, right. And, you know, I thought about it a lot. And when I was a kid, I was seeking out I was seeking out female musicians. I was seeking out queer musicians. Like I was looking for them. I wanted to listen to them. Um, And then the other thing is like, I think, I think by making it clear that that's my identity, it just automatically like my shows are affirming spaces for queer people because you're not going to come to my, like anybody (laughs) who comes to my shows, like knows that that's, that's what it is. And you know, so Yeah, I, I was um, loving, like, recently you've done a couple shows that it was, like, in the title, like, it was a, a queer country. Totally, like, yeah. yeah, and that's and so I, important to me. It really is, it, and it's, yeah. it's important to the community, too, like, that, again, like, you know, that, that like you were just saying, it's it, that that person now knows that's going to be a safe space, and that's not always the case. That's the reason why you have to still kind of be intentional about that, because, you know, we're not yet at the place where you can, who cares one way or the, it's just people are sure. who they are. Um but yeah. uh, no, I, I and I, I think again the clever way you you insert it within the lyrics because it is all universal. So for you know, sure, yeah. You like again, go back in history. Someone like Elton John singing, you now know. <laughs> like, but in the time, a lot of people probably yeah. were blind to that. Um, but because he was clever with his lyrics to avoid it, you're being clever with it to not avoid it, which I think is great. Thank you. Yeah, I think you know above all. I want to be seen as a serious and thoughtful songwriter. Sure. I think that using the label queer, like helps me find the right audience and helps keeps, you know, helps keep my shows safe. You know, at the end of the day, like I don't want to be like a queer country novelty act. Like I think that that is like the fear that people have, but I, I feel that I've been able to like maintain a balance where like, you know, I'm not alienating anybody by using the label, like, um, it, it doesn't feel like I am, mm-hmm. it feels mm-hmm. like it's just making it just like bringing in the people that I sure. want to reach, like, right. And I think the giving me a be, better access to them. Yeah. The flip would be, you probably also don't want somebody to just like your music because of that. You want them to like it because it's good music. <laughs> for sure. For yeah. sure. Yeah. <laughs> so yeah. I totally get all of that. But, uh, again, uh, like point, point being, you know, it, it, there's, it's important to, to mention that only because there's, there's still work to be done there. But um, I, I, I saw this and I love these stories, too, because uh, early on, you're also finding these moments of uh, where music is just this very beautiful thing that it like makes you just have a certain emotion or uh, that sense of time stopping and so on. And I, f- I saw this one particular story that you had where you were on a mission trip to the Dominican Republic. And you were singing songs oh, yeah. under a tree with a bunch of other kids. And just that you, you mentioned that as being one of those moments where you were just like in love with the music. Like you were just totally. The, yeah. yeah. I was like 15 when I did that trip. And that was like, I was just starting to, to write songs and, you know, 
that was yeah that was really that yeah yeah wow you must have you must have been digging because that's an old story yeah Um, but yeah, cool. the, I think it also, I think you said you were singing in Spanish, like there's that universal language of music, like just connecting people through song. And it's just like, that's just yeah. so cool. Um, and I just, I love when there's moments like that, especially if, like to, to hear a, a musician loving those moments. It's just so cool because like they, they, they obviously happen. And yeah. perhaps when it's your music, it may won't happen as much. Maybe, I don't know. I'm not a writer myself, but like it was so cool if those moments get captured and it's, it's, you're in this community with other people, um, you know, and it's just, they're, they're all having a shared moment. It's very cool. Yeah. I felt that, that like the queer country nights that I help host in Philly, mm-hmm. I definitely feel that way. Cause there's a, you know, there's, there's so many people like me who grew up listening to country music and loving country music. And, you know, we all saw what happened to the chicks and what was it like sure. 2002, 2003. And yep. You know, I think at that time I was like, whoa, like maybe country music isn't for me. Like, I remember really thinking that, like, maybe this isn't the scene. (laughs) Like, um, and And in some ways it's probably not like, but the thing is it, it, it kind of branched out like into sort of the pop country, bro country and, Mm -hmm. you know, Americana, um, which is sad. Like, right. Like you want it to be everybody's under one tent and it's diverse and, um, but, but yeah, so to, to be a part of the space of like all these people who love this music so much and you can come with your whole self yep. uh, to the space and, and love country music and be queer, you know? Yeah, right, um, right. So yeah, when we're, we're all singing like cowboy, take me away. And <laughs> that was a, that was another <laughs> little spiritual experience. This That's past fantastic. Weekend. It was really sweet. Yeah. <laughs> um so then in 2010 you do i guess release an album called the good in that right Mm -hmm. yeah and um that music's not available on like streaming services but what we did grab was on your youtube channel you actually have um you know a a a video of you playing a couple of those different songs we grabbed the title track the good in that so Uh, yeah uh, people it's gonna can be see me kinda, as a teenager, right? Just but it goes. Yeah. Just, it blows me away to see just this absolute, just beautiful talent at such a young Aww. age that I want to share this with with everyone. And and uh, the other fun part is uh, it's right in Godfrey Daniels, which everybody uh, who knows that you play there a ton, we use that place as well multiple times in the year. Um, so it's a it's a it's a safe, uh, fun, special place for us as well. So um, it's my home. here is. It's it. the the good in that by Brittany and Tranball. And you were saying this is how many years ago? Gosh, I mean, I don't know. But I well, it depends. It might have been. Let me see here. Yeah, does it say on the video? Because it, it, it could have even been like oh eight or oh nine. If Let's it was, see here. You know. This alleges it is a fifteen years ago video. Wow. Yeah. That would be that'd be oh nine. Yeah. yeah. So yeah. let's take a listen. Here is the good in that. Godfrey Daniels Quill. That's how you know it. Can't <laughs> fake that You don't know what you do to me. I look around, but it's only you I see. Take your time as I hate to 
say this My heart is insisting away to do you claim it I mean to me this does seem like somebody who's beyond their ego like this. Oh, thank you. Yeah, I was had a lot of feelings. <laughs> <laughs> it's also probably shot with somebody's like flip cam. True. Oh, Dead absolutely. In, in the yeah. era. But the audio is yeah, great. Yeah, I think for this the, is my dad. Frame. My dad's nice camera. <laughs> Um, but yeah, the, the, the music here, uh, do you ever bring any of these back in a show? Any of these earlier tracks? I do sometimes, particularly when I'm playing hometown gigs, like mm-hmm. if I'm playing Godfrey Daniels, when I do like, when I play music fest with my band, it's typically a, like a two hour long set. So sure, right, right, right. for the, for the homies, I'll, I'll bring out the old <laughs> <laughs> one or two really old ones, um, which right. is really sweet that people still know the the songs and um you know because i have i have so many friends who like had my i would burn cds you know and i would like write on them with colored sharpies and right um you know i have friends who still have those and that's just that's just really cool knowing that people held on to those and still care about those songs and thinking about them so yeah i try to try to uh sing them those songs when when i can yeah there you go. Yeah. Really, really, really cool. So thank you for letting us play that. <laughs> um, oh, but, yeah. Uh, that was that was like MySpace era. Like, right. That was that was a whole vibe. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> and um, I guess where I wanted to kind of jump to here is um, basically it's this moment of like you continue to rise in notoriety and, and acc- accolades. Um, and even the Philadelphia-based DJ Gene Shea, who really knows his stuff, he calls you the future of folk music. But at the same point, you move to Asheville, North Carolina to be part of AmeriCorps, which also is a little connected to some like a mental health break you needed to make. Um, and this is also yeah. kind of important to us, too, because we just did a show earlier this month called Listen to the Dissonance, where we brought musicians up to kind of share, you know, stories about their mental health journey and then also the music that came out of it. So um, if you don't mind, like that kind of just whatever you're willing to share, you don't have to go into everything. But like there was a moment where you took a break because you needed it in order to be able to kind of find your path. Yeah, definitely. Like, uh, so I went to Temple for, I started out as a music therapy major. Oh, cool. But, and with a jazz voice concentration. And Mm -hmm. I was just like, I don't think I was mature enough to handle it. I think, you know, I had come from a folk background and it was just such a different, more competitive kind of community. And I just like, I kind of cracked under that pressure and I dropped out of music school and, you know, I still stayed at Temple, but um, I did uh, an American studies major. Cause you know, mm-hmm. I always liked history and stuff. I was like, I need to just get a college degree. Sure. I might as well just study what is interesting to me. Um, and then, you know, I was playing shows throughout college. Um, but I was finding it hard to write songs. I was feeling, you know, and then I would just get in these loops where, you know, I would, 
I would, my creative output wasn't what I thought it should be. And then I would really get down on myself. And then of yeah. course that stifled me even more. And then yeah, it's kind of like, you, you shared something about feeling the pressure of if I don't produce music, you know, what are people going to say about me? And like, totally that you, 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 when you were on the other side of coming to the realization that my family's still going to love me and my friends will still be there. Like that's what kind of sure. you know, that you definitely didn't need to prove yourself to them or anything like that. Yeah. Definitely. And that took a really long time for that to really set in. I think, mm-hmm. you know, like I, part of the reason why I moved to North Carolina to do AmeriCorps was like, I just need to, like, I've spent so much of my life, playing music and it's been so a part of my identity and that when when I don't feel like I'm doing it I don't even know who I am and Mm -hmm. I'm afraid that people don't value me um or don't care about me if I'm not it was really like you know so I I was like I just want to like take the pressure off and like try to find some other stuff I'm good at so Mm -hmm. yeah um I worked in a school for a year I worked in a food bank for a year I still played some gigs when I was down in Asheville, but it wasn't like the main focus of my life. Right. Um, I started writing a few songs again. Um, and then I moved back to Philly Mm -hmm. and I do think that I sort of put the pressure on myself again. Like I was sort of like, okay, I'm back in Philly. It's time to time to get out there again. And, uh, it, and I just I started having panic attacks before yep. shows like it was just like, OK, this is there's something there's some stuff I need to work on. Um, sure. So I then I took like a long hiatus from music like 2018 to tw- I was I was supposed to make another comeback in March 2020, of course. But it's of course. Yeah. So. <laughs> Um, I mean, in retrospect, that's got to be funny. But in the moment, it is funny. It is really funny. Yeah, Yeah, I was like, come on, guys. Yeah. (laughs) But, you know, so taking that time off, you know, going to therapy, really just like, really just like talking to friends and family, getting the assurance of like, we don't care if you never write another song in your life. We still Mm -hmm. love you. Like, because I really like, I was really hard on myself. I really put a lot of pressure on myself. Yeah. And um, I think for creatives, that is a hard thing because like you said, it is such yeah. an identifier. And then if the creative isn't creating, then you must feel like a failure. Like you must just feel like for sure, you know, everyone's going to wonder what am I even doing? So yeah, I can totally understand. Yeah. Real bad downward spiral. Yeah. And I just, you know, I worked at a nonprofit for a few, few years. And then I went to paralegal school mm-hmm. and I was a paralegal paralegal for four years um which i mean honestly the organizational skills and just like sure. the ability to yeah. just like rattle off emails like mm-hmm. yep has helped me so much i think yeah. that like you know i think it's, it's just made me more well-rounded as a as a musician sure and, and all the admin stuff contracts I have to do. on your own and stuff like that. i can yeah yeah, yeah. so in six minute intervals <laughs> <laughs> Um, but then you I know. guess what you're leading to here is in 2021, someone you met in Asheville tells you, yes. hey, they liked your music and why don't you come to Denver to do a, uh, to record some of it? Totally. Yeah. My buddy Jackson, who I met when I was down in Asheville and then he moved to Colorado, uh, had a home studio mm-hmm. um, and he invited me to come out and record because, you know, I had a couple years worth of songs that sure. I had recorded and, you know at this point it had been over 10 years since I released any music. Mm -hmm. Um, 
And just like having somebody believe in me like that. And also it felt low pressure. It felt like, okay, like this will be fun to take this trip. Like just got vaccinated, you know, let's go. (laughs) Um, And yeah. And we, we did a week. Um, we recorded five songs. And this, and this is such a wonderful name. The title of this uh, EP is is uh, Quarter Life Crisis Haircut. Yes. Yeah. <laughs> and that really, Quarter Life Crisis Haircut is really like, I see that as kind of my comeback song. Because it's like, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of framed like, it's it's really just talking about my own insecurities of of being out of music, of, you know, of not living up to what people thought I would be. And, you know, it's framed in this vignette of like seeing an an acquaintance on the sidewalk in Philly. And they're like, Oh, I thought you were doing music. Like, you know, and just, um, and, and that just felt really freeing to sort of like get, I think it felt really good to like get ahead of like, like, Oh, I bet these are the thoughts that people are having about me. And, just to name it and be like, you know, that's yes. fine. Like it I, a whole lot less I scary think, when you put it out there and be like, yeah, and totally. And that was yeah. the first, that was the first song that I really leaned into humor. Um, sure. You know, and it's not, it's not a comedy song, but sure. it, no, is a, it is that's, a, it is a witty, yeah. clever song. And that's, yeah. that's sort of like kicked off a new era for me as well of like sure. using humor to, illuminate truths and And also like totally and when you're when you're being funny or witty like people listen more like they're more it definitely mm -hmm. catches your your audience yeah Yeah, it catches catches your your ear i mean kiss uh kiss you has that same sort of thing in the bridge where you use that same sort of humorous twist if you will like yeah that that is presented in the bridge i i I was going to mention that as we went along but you've set it up so i made it easy oh (laughs) Yeah, I really, I really think that humor can be a powerful tool, um, and that it can enhance, it can actually enhance the depth of a song. Mm-hmm. I think that when I was younger, I thought for something to be really effective, it had to be so serious and mm-hmm. like so like. And I don't feel that way anymore. I I use I lean into humor all the time now. Yeah. You know, yeah, yeah. Um, you can use it to disarm people too. You know, and I yeah. think that goes a, yes. that goes a long way. Where it suddenly catches people, and they're like, "Wait, oh!" Mm-hmm. And they're suddenly got a smile from something. Right. You're like, "See, gotcha." Yes. Okay. And, you yeah. Know. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, and this brings us to the the story we were teasing earlier, where you know you now become uh, aware after this comes out and has you know it wins the the songwriter award. Um, cause that was the, the, the album that had kiss you on it. Um, yeah. Then yeah, you become came... aware of someone who has a connection to Tyler Chester and because yes. you had this, you know, award, you were like, let's shoot the shot. And then when that comes through, you use the money to, to basically make that happen. So if you don't totally, mind, yeah. yeah, everything. So like once I got back from that trip to record the EP, it just feels like, it feels like my musical life really started. Like sure. I came back, I, I, uh, two, two of my really good friends from college, Joe Plowman and Kevin Broski mm-hmm. were still in Philly and Joe is a bass player. Kevin is a guitar player and we collaborated in college a lot. And I hit them up. I was like, Hey guys, like, I think I want to do like some release shows. I would love to hire you to be in my band. Mm-hmm. We got together and 
it was wonderful. And then like Joe knew uh, this drummer, Adam, who also went to Temple, um, brought him in. And right away, it was really like, okay, this is this isn't just like me hiring you for some gigs. Like this really feels like this is my band. Um, And so that that was huge for me because I had never had a band before it really inspired me to write. So I wrote a new batch of songs because just like knowing that I had a band to bring them to and seeing the, the way that the arrangements would unfold and all the beautiful ideas that they had and all the harmonies. And it was just like very, very motivating um, just to not do it alone, to have collaborators. Um, Yeah, that was huge for me. So um started playing a lot of gigs again won the contest joe yep. uh re- he tours with another artist carsey blanton yep they've worked with tyler a lot um he's done their past few albums so he connected me to tyler and um and i was like all right <laughs> if i win like i was like okay if i win the thing like we're going to use the money to fly out to LA and record nice. with Tyler Chester. Very cool. And I was like, if I don't win the thing, maybe I'll do a crowdfunding campaign or something. But I was sure. really like not looking forward to doing a crowdfunding campaign. So, <laughs> right, 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 right. so that was very cool. You know, um, that was just like one of those weird, delightful surprises. Yeah. But life. that's also like, you know, manifesting that wish casting that out the universe. Yeah. Like, it's just really fun stuff. Yeah. Um, it was, it was, it was clearly- wild. Yeah, and and that comes out as a self-titled kind of album, right? That's that's yeah, that's yeah. So I, yeah, and I was able to take the whole band out, and yeah, yeah, yeah. you know, yeah, it just felt really good to like use because that money was such a gift, and it felt really good to use it to to reinvest it back into your to reinvest yeah. to pay mm-hmm. yeah pay collaborators and and make right. something that we felt really proud of. And also, um, that's going to be an amazing like. I don't mean to use a corporate term, but like a team building, like that print must bring you. Oh my God. Yeah. Tighter together. Cause you're traveling together. You're eating together. Huge. You're getting all these, you know, experiences. So that's very, very cool. And that album has two tracks in particular. I wanted to mention can't wait, no rush, which is another kind of clever, witty, um, even like just that playful, cheeky, like early relationship vibes kind of thing. And uh, yes, I think that yeah. was super fun because it's the whole, I can't wait to see you, but uh, I don't want to make you feel weird about that. So yep. uh, we're going to play that one. <laughs> we always play a track after the credits. So we're going to play that one at the end. So if everybody, uh, if you know that song, you'll love it. And if you don't, um, you know, to keep stay tuned for that because it's a great song. And then the other one I wanted to touch on is you have a song called Pennsylvania. Mm-hmm. And it's on that one. And it's, it's a, like it, it's an emotional one. I got to think like, it seems to have a lot behind it. Yeah. Um, yeah, so I don't know that if you one, share I... some of the story about that. Yeah. Yeah. That one, that one took me a long time to write. I started writing it like in 2016 when I was moving, you know, home from Asheville. Sure. Mm-hmm. Um, and it really started as like a political thing that, uh, like a very overtly political song where I wanted to talk about like moving back to PA, you know, seeing all the Trump mm-hmm. signs in the neighborhood that I grew up yep. in and just being like, Whoa, I had no idea that it was this. Right. Wow. Like, mm-hmm. you know, cause I'm from Northampton County. It's like one of the, it's one of the counties that yeah, the, big the world on. had its eye on the Obama Trump <laughs> right. County, you know? So, um, 
yeah, so I was thinking about that a lot, you know, and I wrote a little bit of it, but I just, I felt really stuck. I felt like, I felt like I wasn't hitting what I wanted to say in an eloquent way. Like I just, it didn't, it was, it just wasn't landing. So I kind of shelved it. Um, and then like during the pandemic, I had a lot of conversations with friends who moved away from Pennsylvania and then like, you know, economic forces kind of moved them back to PA. Like a lot of friends who Mm. talked to me, you know, they moved to like some hip city and then (laughs) they wanted to have kids. They wanted to be back near their family. They couldn't afford a house there, you know, like um, they couldn't afford rent anymore. So I was really, I was really thinking about, you know, my own experience of like, of moving back to PA in 2016. But I was also thinking about like friends who had moved back more recently and like the, the complicated feelings they have about like, Oh man, am I like, cause I had friends say things to me. Like I feel embarrassed that I'm moving back. Like, Mm. you know, and, Mm -hmm. and I was just like, it's not like, it's, I think it's beautiful to move back. And like, Mm -hmm. I think I love where we're from. And I think I am so grateful for everybody who comes back and like makes it Mm -hmm. more of a place where they want to be and raise kids and you know like be in community so so the the song ended up having I think just a broader theme like I didn't want it to just be political I wanted it to also be for for those people in my yeah, life yeah yeah it know? is like a it it feels like a love letter to this to what it could be but it just isn't yes like what you what you thought growing up versus what it became in reality was just not the same thing and that's kind of like almost like this reminiscent yeah. and not exactly fulfilling experience yes that's well yeah. said yeah. yeah um and it's a beautiful song another one that, that people should definitely take a listen to um as with Thank the whole you. catalog um but that uh that self-titled album comes out and and uh again just nothing but you know great you know reception from listeners and um it continues your your kind of arc and then you're now a full-time musician right like it has led you to be able to kind of focus on yeah. this which comes with again that you know the, the the fear but also the excitement you know of, of around that but uh, congratulations on that that's wonderful thank you I, it's gonna it's actually gonna be a year on friday that i've wow. been full-time so this is the anniversary yeah. show. Yeah, this is kind of the anniversary show. And yeah, I've been, you know, naturally just doing a lot of reflecting about mm-hmm. everything I've learned and just like I made it. I don't know. Just like, whoa. Yeah. Um, yeah. And it's, you know, it's been a little tight. I'm not going to lie. It's been a little, I've had some moments where I'm like, oh, like, <laughs> um, but yeah, I made it and I, um, I've got another big year coming up. I'm going to be touring a lot. Nice. Really, really all spring and summer. I'll be on the road. So oh, that's awesome. We'll, we'll talk about that, that in a second. Yeah. Cause I understand you have some new music. One just got yes. released and one's about to be released and you're going to play both of them for us today. If I understand. Yes. That. Yes. Awesome. I would love to. Well, I will take us off screen. You can have center stage. And then if you want, just kind of intro the songs and play them. Uh, and uh, we will just uh, bask in the glory of Brittany and <laughs> Sweet. So this first one I'm going to play is called For Caroline. Um, And I wrote this for my niece, 
um, who's four years old. She's the light of my life. Uh, my friend Carsey Blanton helped me uh, with the lyrics on this one. And I like to describe this as an existential lullaby. It's a strange time to be a human being. Strange time to be alive. I was just about to stop believing that our planet can survive. Now I can see the world keep turning when I look into your eyes. Caroline, as you grow enough, one thing to be sure of, you are all gonna be love I know you're gonna see some transformations even prophets won't foretell revolutions in the fall of nations all the joy and fear inside yourself just remember when your heart starts breaking and you want to run and hide. Caroline, as you grow enough, one thing to be sure of, you are always gonna be People keep on raising babies, making music, planting seeds. This bold hope that makes the world keep turning. I can feel it start to shine. Caroline, as you grow up, one thing to be sure of. You are always gonna be love you are always gonna be love <laughs> thank you guys absolutely thank you and then the other one you had mentioned is uh, not yet released so we'll go Correct. right into that one and yeah. uh, world intergalactic premiere Hey, this song is called Bushwick, this little uh, short story song. Meeting up with my ex-lover on a sidewalk in Bushwick in the dead of the winter. Concerningly warm, miraculously, we have pinned down an hour without an appointment or a show to perform 
You regretfully say you've no new revelations about the week in October. Your devotion got sour, said I figured that I came with no expectations. I miss Anyway, I got an hour. Crazy and loud starts to play as we're crying. I say the radio is great, comedic timing. And oh no, I did it. I made you start smiling and I start to feel it again. Will I find this location? A little distracting, someone digs through the garbage can. Just to our right, to our left, trendy college kids all reenacting the wildest moments of the party last night. Crazy love starts to play as we're crying. I say the radio is great comedic timing. And oh no, I did it. I made you start smiling and I start to feel it again. Parting ways with my ex-lover. On a sidewalk in Bushwick, you put on your headphones, and I watch you go. Unfortunately, I confirmed I still love you. Can't do much about it, but at least now I know. <laughs> Thank you. Oh, I was just yeah, lost it's a little this... abrupt. No, no, I was lost ending. in it. It's beautiful one. It's what, like you said, what a thank stunning you. story that is. Yes, thank you so much. What a what a treat for for us uh, to be able to share brand new music and not even yet released music. It's been Always a treat a for me too. Thanks, guys. Yeah. Thank you. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So, uh, so yeah, let's get to what can we promote. Oh gosh! Well, I have, we have well, the, the the song tour that I up. the tour, yeah. The the song that I just played, I'm putting <laughs> out. I think. Oh gosh, I think it's March eighth, whatever that Friday is. Um, and then so I'm gonna the be eight, in yep, Nash. You got the right. Yeah. And I'm gonna bring up um, your site while you're chatting. Oh, cool! I think I think the day that this podcast comes out, I'm playing in Nashville that night at Jane's hideaway yes, on the 27th. Yep. Um, yep. So I'm playing, yeah, going to be in Nashville. Then, yeah, then. DC, uh, Baltimore, Brooklyn, Arden, Philly. Yep. Again. All over the place. Nice. Then I'm going on a Northeast tour. Then I'm going There's a page on. page two. Look at how great you are. Midwest. Yeah, I'm going to South Carolina. Then Back I do the, the Midwest. Here. Yeah, then I do the West Chicago. Coast. I love Chicago. I'm so excited to go back to Chicago. Yeah, and mm-hmm. I'm I'm still adding a lot of dates on these tours as well. So 
Um, so they should follow you on social media for any of those. Definitely. Yeah. And I love this too. Music Fest, not yet announced, but yes. the, the artists <laughs> are allowed to. So this is great. Yep. Yep. Yeah. That's Cause to, you know, that's is. the big hometown show. It's like people, yeah. people want to, people want to put it on their calendars. So yes. Yeah. Get there. That'll be fun. Yeah, absolutely. And then uh, let's see what else can we promote? Uh, merch. We always love slinging some merch. Oh yeah. I got, shirts and tote bags and cds oh another thing i definitely want to promote is my patreon because that oh, is yeah. like yep, yep, the yep. most sustainable way yep. that you can support me that really like you know that really like my patreon has been huge for me this past Absolutely. year and just like keeping me afloat financially and i love That's connecting true. with people on the patreon it's really fun to share the special little sneak peeks and you know things that nobody else gets to hear so yeah yeah there's all sorts of fun things you usually get when you're a patreon yes definitely definitely that's fun yeah so yeah we always like promoting those whether it's the, the shows the merch the patreon like we always try and tell people that the streaming services the digital downloads give you little to no revenue it's all of that stuff that really supports things um, and obviously yeah. getting it directly from the artist. So um, important to do that. If you like what you're hearing, the only way to make sure she keeps coming out with more music um, short of winning more songwriter contests is if the, <laughs> is, is if the, uh, the audience members uh, support your efforts through those, those channels. So um, so honored to have you on today. Thank you so much for playing two beautiful songs and, uh, Aww, thank and for, you. for sharing your story. I mean, I think it's such a great thing and I can't wait to see you play, uh, you know, live soon. I, I, it's been too long. Yeah. But we'll definitely thank you be guys in touch so on much. that. Yeah. Thank, thank you, you so much. For yeah. David. Philip. <laughs> How are you? How are you? Brittany is wonderful. Like just what what amazing uh, music. I just well, like, it's interesting. Listen to her talk and listen to her perform. You can hear that same bit of all that personality comes together in the same way. Yes, uh, and it's really great to see that happen in the artist where they manifest that. And yeah. you know, she obviously, is a, a very good storyteller, and it comes across in both capacities. The last song we just heard, uh, Bushwick lovely lovely story mm-hmm. but uh, you know all of her s- stuff has that sort of in it and as she mentioned it's you know americana folk country songwriter like yep dig in enjoy it check it out support her absolutely yeah and uh you know just uh this is again like just such an honor to have this community here it's like local to philadelphia mm-hmm. east, eastern pennsylvania there's so much talent here it's just so cool uh, to kind of shine a light on some of that. Um, and so if you are uh, elsewhere in the country, I hope you kind of tap into this and, and and join for one of her shows. It's it's such a great, great, great evening. All right, Phil, let, let's say goodbye to everybody. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of Your Next Favorite Band. We'd like to sincerely thank Brittany Ann Tranbaugh for joining us, playing music and uh, sharing stories and, uh, you know, just simply, uh, you know, 
bringing us a, a little bit of a flavor of, of her musical journey. Um, it's such an inspiring one and, and one that I hope uh, everyone enjoyed and, and will check out her music. There'll be uh, links in the show notes to her website, Spotify, and YouTube channels, and, uh, and anything else that we kind of mentioned throughout the show. Um, please check that all out. Give her a follow. Uh, and and uh, definitely, like we said, check out her show if you can. It's a great show. Um, and also uh, the merch is there and the Patreon. The Patreon's super important. So if that's something you like, what you, what you heard, consider supporting her in that way. As always, our hope is to bring you your next favorite band. If you tuned in tonight because you already knew Brittany, um, thank you so much for tuning in. Hopefully you liked what you heard and you're interested in learning more about uh, who else we're bringing on the show that you would like and subscribe and follow us to bring you your next favorite band in coming weeks. Or you can check out nextfaveband.com. All of our prior interviews are up there. Um, and uh, we are uh, approaching our 100th episode. We're about a month out from that one, maybe less. Um, but uh, that should be exciting. It'll be on March 20th. But uh, definitely subscribe so you can get all the notes about that. Um, and uh, other great things coming up, as you know. Uh, no Planet B Jamboree in April and lots of other great guests in between all of that. So um, hopefully uh, you uh, enjoy all of that and we get to see a live show together soon. And now stay tuned for Can't Wait, No Rush by Brittany Ann Tranbaugh.
that had the Jews 